0: riot radio presents
1: dread ladies and gentlemen welcome to the dread podcast it's here it's Woo! finally here we did it are you not mm. open you're on the on wrong four. mic sorry there you go for <laughs> you're on something you're uh, yeah is that better yeah yeah she's there i'm here Nice. Yeah. It's nice to be here, guys. There we nice. go. Hi everybody. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <coughs> awesome. If you haven't seen our other show, we also do Ghost Riot Radio. My name's Nick Noble. I'm here along today with my co-host, Mr. Mad Dog Madison. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up. And his lovely wife, Miss Sarah Marin. How are Wubba you? love a
2: dub dub Wubba bitches. Lubba dub. dub.
1: Uh, folks, we have started the Dread Podcast because we are all ridiculously big horror fans. Well, not just horror, I would say. Yeah, whores. horror, Horror. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's it's very eclectic. It all is. All things spooky scary. Spooky,
1: sp- spooky species? Yeah. It's spooky species. So we decided that we were going to start a show that was all about... The creepy, the spooky, the unexplained, the paranormal, the supernatural, UFOs, aliens, Scientology, and anything else. I just threw that down Tom Cruise's butt. Tom Cruise's butt. Any of that stuff. Anything that you might be interested in that's just a little bit weird tonight. Aliens. Aliens. I'm so into aliens. Oh,
3: man. I can't wait for an
1: aliens episode. It's going to be so rad. Yes. I I got
2: a great alien story.
1: Oh, I can't wait. All right, good. So we're going to touch on that stuff right now. Um, So here's what we've been asking people to do over the last month or so. Uh, we put out a couple of Facebook blasts and Instagrams and all that jazz, asking people to send us their stories of the creepy, the spooky, the unexplained, the supernatural, UFOs, etc., etc. and whore fans. Yes, thank you, Grant. You're absolutely right. Thank you. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, do us a favor and make sure you hit that like button for us. We would appreciate it. We're going to do this show live like we do our other show. We're going to do it every other Monday, we yes. think. Yes. So We're going to go bi-weekly on this show for a little while, unless it becomes super popular, and then... I don't know. We'll do some more. But for now, it's a bi-weekly show, so we'll make sure we keep you updated as to when this is coming. Don't forget that the Dread Podcast is brought to you by Ghost Riot Radio. Ghost Riot Radio is becoming a network of amazing shows. and that If is you've right. got a show idea that you'd like to do with us, let us know. We can work that out. You could be on the Ghost Riot Network doing whatever it is your show does. Absolutely. So be prepared for that. All right, so I say that uh, in order to kick this thing off right, we start with something a little bit weird, and then we're going to go into our tonight's topic, which is, which horror movies withstand the test of time? Love it. Love it. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. So if you have favorite horror movies that you think really withstand the test of time, put them in the comments. Let us know. After this portion of the show, we may open the phone line here as well, so mm-hmm. we'll have an opportunity to have people call in and talk to us. Uh, so be ready for that. I'll kick that number out as soon as we get to that portion. But I think it's time to start with our very first story. This story was sent to me a year ago. A year ago. That's some longevity. We talked about doing a a horror show, a horror episode on Ghost Riot Radio, and asked people to send us their creepy stories, and we got one from a guy named Ron out of Virginia, and it goes a little something like this. Folks, less than 8% of people in this country suffer from sleep paralysis but when your sleep paralysis comes with terrifying visions, it can become your worst nightmare. Ron doesn't recall having any signs of sleep paralysis as a child, but by his early 20s, things began to get weird. He says, a few times, I couldn't move, and when I woke up, I I didn't think anything of it. But then it started to happen more and it became more memorable. Before, I would just think, weird. But then it would happen more often and for even longer. The only thing I could do to get out of it was to shake my head. That's the only thing I can move in my entire body. Still to this day, the only way I can get out of being paralyzed is to try and shake my head a lot. It's a hard thing to explain. Like a little after I fall asleep, I wake up and I know where I am. I'm in my room staring at the ceiling fan or the cable box with the time on it. And I'm totally coherent, but I literally cannot move. It sucks badly. But this was just the beginning.
0: I'd be sleeping here, and, and so I'd get sleep paralysis, and I'd um, get, like, stuck, and I wouldn't be able to, like, get up. Like, I'd be awake, and I knew I was in my room, and I could, like, stare at the ceiling register, or, like, stare at the bathroom door, and I'd, I knew I was in my room, but, like, I couldn't, like, move. I was so like, stuck.
1: And at first, he wouldn't remember the voices as much. But after a while, he started to remember what they were saying.
0: So it started with, like, auditory hallucinations more. Like, it would, they'd say a lot of, uh, it'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like good night, or, um, or, uh, uh you know, just insults, you know, the like, they'd say, like, failure or disappointment, and shit like that. And then they started getting, like, more uh, aggressive and, and violent. it started maybe, like, in my early 20s. So but it doesn't work. I realized it was, like, getting really bad.
1: He remembers them saying things like, like Good night, Ron. Or, I see you. And one time he remembers them saying, Hi, 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 hi. And I was thinking, okay, that's enough. He says, I say they because now I know they were there, but I couldn't see them yet. But I knew something was there, like I could feel something was there. I mostly hear voices during my paralysis. It still happens maybe once a week, sometimes every two weeks, but sometimes it's a real fucked up night and it happens like four times in about an hour. And then I have to leave the room and try sleeping on the couch or something. After some time, the voices began to get hostile. They would start saying things to him like, worthless and failure Call him a piece of shit. He would think those critical dickheads. You're just shadows. <laughs> but then he started seeing movement during his paralysis. Uh, so,
0: anyway, this uh, big creature. We call him the fuzzy guy because he would always come around this corner here. This is where my door is, and he he always be big too. He'd be like the size of the fucking room, and he'd slowly like come like around the corner.
1: crazy uh so if i can get out of it quickly he says i can be as short as three to five seconds but the longest is most likely only 15 to 20 maybe 25 seconds but it feels like forever he's actually pretty good at getting out of it now he's got his head shake and his yelling technique down but then he started seeing what looked like human figures out of the corner of his eyes they were just dark figures no faces or anything It was just like dark, scratchy, smudgy figures. They were enormous. They were up to the height of the ceiling, so at least eight feet tall. And the one he saw the most always came around the corner of the wall by his bedroom. He tried to make a video, but he couldn't catch it on tape. He would come around the corner and I would hear the voices. And while I wouldn't see a mouth move, I knew he was talking to me. It would be the same shit talking then and sometimes he would come around my back and he would hover over me. After this guy showed up it started getting bad and I knew they were there to hurt me. And I'd see it like
0: come like over my back and like like, like I could see them, I could feel them and I knew they were there and I knew they were gonna try to like fucking kill me and it freaked me
1: out pretty crazy stuff. So getting to the night, I realized these guys were trying to kill me. This one really stuck with me. It was one of those nights where I was paralyzed a few times in a row. You fall asleep, wake up, paralyzed. Get out of it and soon fall asleep again. Wake up, wash, rinse, repeat. So after a few times, the bedroom door dude was getting pissed. And in a really demonic voice, he shouted, Why aren't you asleep? The dude hovering over my back told me, because you know what happens when you go to sleep. And I knew what he meant. They wanted to kill me in my sleep. It wasn't said, but implied. So then the the taller one said, nighty-night, Ron. And that was when I realized these dudes were out to get me. It continued pretty bad for a while. Anytime I would get it, I wouldn't even try to go back to sleep. I wish I told someone about this earlier, but I really thought I was haunted or possessed or something. I thought I might actually be committed. Eventually I learned about sleep paralysis and about hypnagogic and hypnopompic hallucinations. And that really it's just fear tactic my brain uses because apparently my brain feels like torturing me. What a dick. (laughs) But still, even though I know about it and I know why it happens and that everything is totally in my brain, whenever it happens, it's the worst feeling a human can have totally defenseless against a menacing evil that wants nothing more than to see you suffer. I hate it so badly. Thank you, Ron. We appreciate that story. Uh, Folks, if you have a story like that or something extra crazy that happens to you or has happened to you or somebody you know, write it to us. Let us know if you want to record it and send it to us. We'd appreciate that as well. (sighs) That's a crazy story. I love stories like that, man. so nuts.
3: Especially (laughs) after listening to like Some of the other like uh like horror podcasts and stuff and learning about sleep paralysis and such i'm just and the brain is just so crazy and makes you hear or see you know just like just abnormal just like whatever oh could you imagine it's it's terrifying
1: i don't even like when my refrigerator makes noise and i'm in the house
3: no i'm literally afraid of the dark (laughs) i literally walk i cannot walk down a hallway without thinking somebody's going to kill me like Jesus. I am terrified like I'm so paranoid of bullshit oh you're Thank get
2: claustrophobia you.
3: oh everything oh that's I'm so fine. it's so oh, bad yeah. oh yeah I,
1: I get claustrophobia oh. myself
3: oh Ron we feel for you dude that's pretty gnarly hey you are playing some other stuff what was that other stuff you were playing with the screaming playing some stuff with screaming
1: oh, oh man that's true is that part of this episode yeah it is we're gonna do that uh, so here's the deal We'll cut that music real quick so you can hear this. Oh, it's way
3: less creepy in here now.
1: (laughs) This is nice.
3: I feel like the lights need to come down a little bit. There's like a black light.
1: So as part of Ron's sleep paralysis, Ron also does um, have these these episodes where he's actually uh, talks in his sleep, but it's not really talking. And I feel bad for anybody who's been with Ron when something like this happens. Uh, Ron uh, makes these... For like terrifying sounds in his sleep, uh, that we have some recording of. And if I can pull it up here, I'm going to try to play a couple of them. Let's see if I can make this happen.
2: That
3: would make for like a really bad, like one night stand.
1: Oh my god! Oh
2: my god! So, so just
1: imagine, just imagine something like this waking up to somebody laying next to you making a noise like this in your sleep.
2: Oh God. I know it made me jump too. Oh
1: <laughs> so that's so he actually so his doctor put him on a, made him do a sound recorder. So he has this app that he leaves open next to his bed, uh, and it only turns it on when he starts to make noise. Um, and so he he has this sleep recorder, and sure enough, this is the kind of stuff that he's make. He so imagine like poor girl. And I've known some of his girlfriends. Could you imagine? Hold on. <laughs> And that's loud. Like Jesus. that's, la- that's yeah, so.
2: That's substantial. <laughs> that's
1: terrifying. Uh, I oh think I've god. got one more, and it's my favorite one. Uh, not that I'm yeah. have favorites when you're suffering, Ron. But this is uh, this is the last one here. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Oh
3: no. Yeah. So, oh no.
1: Poor Ron. Sleep paralysis is fucked up. If you all know somebody who's got something like that, we apologize because that is a oh, terrifying thing. Um, all right, so that's the end of our first segment, folks. We are hoping that you all will send us more of your stories. We'd be more than happy to read them, but we'd love to have you share them with us. So do us a favor. Go uh, go to... What did I do? The, you can send them to either ghostriotradio at gmail.com or thedreadpodcast at gmail.com. Send them to either address, and we will do our best to get back to you on it. And if you'd like to record it with us, we can do that as well. We'll talk to you about that later. It's time to talk about horror movies. Spooky. <laughs> so movie time. spooky. Spooks. Uh, so we have some <laughs> Thanks man. Handsome show. Handsome show. No, <laughs> All right, Charlie. It's the Howard Stone show.
2: Oh. <laughs> I like I like what Justice said.
1: What did Justice say?
2: <laughs> Let me know when the ghost dicks come
1: up. <laughs> Oh, they're the actually up already. already. Uh, Unfortunately, already. you don't get to yeah. know. the ghost dicks. A ghost they're could be invisible. humping you right now.
3: <laughs> There's a ghost dick in my ear right now.
1: There's going to be a real dick soon. <laughs> um, all right, so we were sitting around last night at the Ave here in St. Pete, having a Berg and talking about what we really wanted to talk about on our very first show. And instead of pigeonholing ourselves into one specific horror, you know, genre or style or any of that stuff, we decided that we just needed to talk about what movies, which of our favorite horror movies we think are really the ones that just withstand the test of time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and so... Uh, so many
3: good ones. There
1: are too many good There's ones. There's so many
3: bad ones. There are
1: <laughs> <laughs> way more bad ones. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So I know that Madison, for sure, um, you spent some time doing some studying on this. I so <laughs> like do you,
3: I was going through... You know, I was kind of racking my brain as soon as we got uh, thinking on, you know, the, the movies that hold up. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be on the list. And, Yeah, but no, probably not that one. So, like, I, I jotted down a few things. I don't know if it could be, like, a definitive, like, top five, because after writing these all down, I don't know if one is better than the other. They are just, like, they are, like, at the top of my Mount Everest of my favorite horror movies and they're they're all pretty much classics i like your mountain i would say (laughs) nick what would you say like how old do you have to be to be considered a classic really because some people would say that you know scream is a horror classic but is it a classic because like it it holds up to our standards of today um because yeah. it's, not, it's not that old So like yeah, what, what do you think you, Defines a classic
1: Yeah I think it's exactly that I don't think I don't think it's a specific Amount of time Or like it has to be A minimum of 20 years old Or something okay. or, or only the things That I grew up with In the 80s I think if sure. it's If it's If it's been out long enough That like you feel I, mean, I don't know It's always gonna change But I think that uh, A movie like Scream Could be considered a classic now I mean that's what Early 90s or something
3: Yeah It's gotta be probably 20 years old now Yeah At least then, that I would say I'd swipe right. Yeah, um, I'd say my and, my list uh, is 80s heavy. 80s. I heavy. got three oh, movies nice. from the 80s. Right. From I, I didn't. On my so. I list. didn't do a
2: top five list. No, I didn't either. But that's I okay. Two. I could come up with one probably. I have two. You have two. But I, I mean, talking talking about it, you can always come up with. Oh man, that's a movie that I would love to rewatch. Yeah. And I think that that's a mm-hmm. good indicator of whether it can stand the the test of time.
1: Agreed. Agreed. So, who wants to dive in? Who's going to take the first one off their list?
3: Oh God, how many do you have? Do you have like a top five? Then?
1: I, I think I really like focused hard on one, but I could pull three easy.
3: Okay, I'll go first then. Fire away. Gah! okay. I'm. I don't want. I didn't want to like just state the obvious. Cause some of the the films on my list, kind of obvious if you know me, then kind of obvious if you're within kind of the 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 realm of people that, you know, just take in horror movies. So with that said, I am throwing down The Exorcist.
1: Oh, oh. Nice. The Exorcist
3: fucking holds up. Absolutely. So hard. Uh, 1971. Nice. Uh, that is William Friedkin yep. directed. William Peter Blatty is the author. He also wrote the, the book and he wrote the screenplay for the movie. Uh, if those of you that haven't, Quite seen this, you know, forty-plus-year-old film. I suggest you go back and check it out. Um, maybe some kids these days, like definitely younger than us, maybe like you know, in their their teens now, yeah. won't find it scary per se. But it is unnerving to sit and watch. Absolutely, it, it is so so goddamn good. So the the, the premise of it is a uh, little girl, uh, Reagan, played by. Linda Blair is possessed by an ancient, like, Sumerian demon. And the family brings in uh, two priests. That's uh, uh, Father Karis and Father Marin. Marin. Not the same spelling. <laughs> um, but um, what happens in that movie is just completely bonkers and fucked up and is just. Ugh, the the rats in the attic, all that, <laughs> <tutters> oh, man, it's so, uh, I cannot watch that movie at night by myself. I will freak the fuck out. It's, Thoughts,
1: anybody? Uh, So, A, that movie holds a big place in my heart because it's got a special spot because I was born and raised in D.C. and Georgetown is the host to that movie, and The Exorcist Steps was one of those things that we used to, like, Go hang out at, and it really is like this massive set of stairs. Although it's pretty hard to throw a body from anything, at the top. <laughs> yeah. um, but the idea was fantastic, and you know, throwing was, a body, she was possessed. Yeah, I'm totally. someday, someday, <laughs> I'm working on it.
2: Oh God, the the future attorney in me <laughs> is screaming. <laughs> Did
3: you know that The Exorcist is one of the uh, biggest movies of all time, like monetarily adjusted for inflation. I looked this up earlier. adjusted for inflation, it made one point eight billion dollars. Oh my God. Nice
2: extravagant
3: that's when you know movies used to be in theaters for you know three four five months at a time and there was nothing else to go see wow. there was no netflix yeah <laughs> i think in, back in the the 70s when it first came out i think it grossed maybe something like 400 million dollars wow but adjusted for inflation 1.8 million
1: or a billion excuse me with a b so i was yeah. kind of quiet for a second because i realized i had this for you oh what an excellent day for an exorcism. Yeah, I'm so happy about that. Oh, um, oh,
3: there's so there's so much that you can go into with like the the subliminal images of Captain Howdy uh, oh. coming out every once in a while. Um,
1: God, just the the, the uh, crucifix in. They added uh, a bunch of scenes back to that, right? They did. Like they the, kind of did. The, the they upside went, down like, walk down the stairs and stuff like that. Weird crab walk mm-hmm. she does down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still, the, 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 still the, the, awful though. Yeah. It was Go fair. back and
3: watch it. Show your children. <laughs> Why not?
1: I don't know. I, did, I didn't see
3: that movie until until later in life, actually. Probably like well into when I started getting into horror movies when I was sixteen. Yeah. But I definitely saw it probably when I was maybe, God, probably sophomore in college. Finally, I got up the nerve to watch it because oh, it was like one of those wow. like kind of like that white whale movie that yeah. you know is like the scariest movie of all time. Like when your when dad would say oh is that is it scary is like yeah that's like night m- night of the living dead scary like yeah. that's the fucking
2: scariest shit ever
1: absolutely oh it was so good oh, where yeah. was i the first time oh, i yeah. saw that movie i don't even remember do you remember where you were
2: i was in my apartment in orlando by oh, myself nice i was terrified it was it was a good time
1: i think i was young like real young and i was at my so my, par- my parents had family friends, Bob and Martha Wilcoff, and we called them Uncle Bob and Aunt Ellen because they were that close. And they had this amazing house. Bob's an architect still uh, out in the D.C. area. And uh, we'd go to their house, and they would always, like at the end of dinner, they would watch horror movies, which mm-hmm. is probably where I got it from. <laughs> um, but I remember specifically watching that one for sure. And Fright Night. And Fright oh, Night Fright was like, good. Fright, Fright yes. Night just like... Classic. Yes. I, I, had to, I would like cry and run out of the room. I was that young. <laughs> so like 30. Um, <laughs> and
2: uh, You're not wrong. No,
1: it's true. I still cry and run out of rooms. It's not for the same reason anymore. Um, Grant says that was my first. First horror movie, The Exorcist? Yeah.
3: Tight. Nice. All right. It's a good first one. Yeah, it it's is a long. Good first
2: one. It's like over two hours long.
3: It's solid, though. It's so solid. It's super good.
2: So, I have a movie. Fire. One of my all time favorites. Okay. Stands the test of time. 1991. Directed by Mr. Jonathan Dem.
1: Oh.
3: Oh, Jonathan Demi. Demi? Demi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Jody Foster, Anthony Hopkins, Silence of the Lambs. Oh. Silence of the Lambs.
3: Oh. So crucial. It's awesome. so That's crucial. A good one. That's that a really good. That swept one. the Oscars that year.
2: Oh yeah. Um, Absolutely annihilated the Oscars. It won 5 yeah. Oscars.
3: Yep. That's and it okay. cuz it, it did the um it it won like best picture, best director, best uh probably original screenplay, yep. best actor and best uh actress probably or something like that. Like it probably like swept like the the biggest uh, uh awards that you could get that season the characters um, and the
2: storyline just it was it was absolutely amazing every single time i watch it mm-hmm. i still get that that same that same feeling from the first mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. it's it's definitely one of those movies that stands the test of time absolutely
3: psychological oh psychological yeah there's some good there's some good gore scenes for sure but uh maybe a little light for you gore hounds out there yeah but the story is so good. All oh, everything that uh, uh, Buffalo Bill does is just absolutely creepy. Put and the just like in the fucking basket. <laughs> oh man, when he's standing there, just like oh fuck me.
1: Oh, fuck <laughs> oh, who sang? Somebody did a remake. Did you hear that song? Yeah, it goodbye, was... goodbye horses? horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, an I forget song about...
3: who. I forget who did a, a, a remake of it, but I listened to it a lot. So good. Did anyway. They... I love, I love, Sarah, that's Sarah's in my like favorite movie that yeah. we like sit down and put on Oh, we just really? watch together. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. was in like our, our,
2: uh, our wedding vows. Our wedding vows. <laughs> yeah. And also I, a little <laughs> off topic, but, uh, I, I think that, uh, Madison really started to like me when the first time I spent the night over at his house, he asked me to put a, a movie on and the first movie I picked. House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, and Mark he was like, "Keeper." Yeah, I, I really like this. I don't know if I want to fall asleep to it right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, it was it was a great one. But yeah, Silence of the Lambs definitely one that stands the test of time. Beautiful. All I'm right. never
3: bored with it. Always is, can put it on. Oh, if I if I find it on cable, and it's in the middle of it, I'll yeah. just watch it all the way through.
2: It's also a good introduction to someone who. Is not uh, used to horror, but is opposed to extreme gore. Mm. Like it, it's really it's it's that good intermediate balance introduction to the genre.
1: I agree. I agree. That's a good one. She's a great big fat person. <laughs> um, all right. So she's I quite, guess are we just gonna large. go around the table and keep spitting them out? Go mm-hmm. ahead. All right. So I'd it's my turn. I picked three, and I think that I'm gonna go with. The most recent of my three first. Okay. Just because I'm terrified that you guys have it on your list. Um, I'm going to go 1992. Not on my list. Nope. Nope. <clears throat> <clears throat> director Peter Jackson. PD. Oh. PD, PD, PD. Directed <laughs> the best splatstick comedy. I've ever seen. I almost put this on my list. So oh, yeah. good. It's an also rand. Definitely. It's so good. 1992 fantasy splatter film, Dead Alive. Yes. Dead alive. Or as they as they called it, Brain Dead. Brain Dead, also known as Brain Dead. Yes. Uh, this movie was set in New Zealand, uh, and they absolutely murdered this film. I uh, yes. Uh, gallons gallons of murder it's packed full of ridiculous special effects just like cheesy to the point of awesome
3: was this peter jackson's first mainstream that's a good question actually uh, cuz all we know him for really is the the lord of the rings stuff right uh hobbit bullshit um not horror no but goddamn was this a fun movie and it's <laughs> one of those bullshit <laughs> you know when I was got, you're, so you're a little bit older than Sarah and myself, slightly. But you know, <laughs> we used to go to the thing uh, that store that had the VHS tapes. You know, the the blockbuster. Oh, remember oh, going to a, block- a blockbuster or Hollywood video? video. Oh yes. man! And you go through the horror section. Yeah. Dead Alive always scared the shit out of me. Just as walking a kid. by the case, just walking by that case, <laughs> and you just see like you know the 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 face being torn apart with mm. the skeleton underneath. And I was like, I look at the back, and there's all some great like gore. I'm just like, uh, man,
1: it was so good. I
3: wish I could watch this movie.
1: I don't want to spoil it. Obviously, we don't want to spoil any of these movies for you too bad. But this is still, to date, one of the goriest has, has one of the goriest kill scenes I've ever seen in it. Um,
3: it's oh, there the, the that and that end scene is oh yeah, the, with the lawnmower, yeah. oh um, man
1: so awesome oh
3: there's so much gross, grotesque, oh just then, uncomfortable like, shit uh, that happens in this movie.
1: Uh, <laughs> the priest who kicks ass for the lord, <laughs> yeah. I
3: kick ass for the lord. So good. Oh, or would she eat? She's eating the
1: soup. Oh uh, the ear. The. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh.
3: You know, I, I think all of us can can say that. One thing about getting into horror movies, yeah, was definitely the special effects. Absolutely, like and everything that we will talk about today, mine especially is definitely effects-driven. Like you know, practical effects-driven. Oh, like sure. that's, practical
2: effects. Is that's where what it's got at. me
3: hardcore into the genre because I was like, I can't believe they can do that with a film camera <laughs> and all the shit that they do in in uh, in Dead Alive is absolutely bonkers. Absolutely, especially for the for that for that year. It's like, oh.
1: 92.
3: Amazing. Oh, my God. How do they clean all that up? <laughs> <laughs> they made such a mess. Uh,
1: Why did I take this job? That hope, would be my question. I'm I hope like, they fuck. only did one take on a lot of that shit. Oh, God. I, sometimes it looks like it. Sometimes it's just like, all right, we're just going to go till the fucking wheels fall off and fuck see it, what let's happens. Let's do it live. <laughs> 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 exactly. Uh, all right. So that's mine. So number three on our list is Dead Alive, a.k.a. Braindead by Peter Jackson. Dope. All right. Round two. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know what to go with here.
3: <laughs> Shit. Okay, let's um we're gonna step up to uh the nineteen eighties. Oh, stepping mm-hmm. on up. Yeah. Oh uh, god. Okay. Uh, number four for me is uh written or co written and just directed by the great David Cronenberg, the king of body horror. I'm talking about the fly. Oh. Yeah. 1986, The Fly. Wow. That was on my list too. <laughs> Starring Jeff Goldblum, co-starring Gina Davis.
2: Wow. Such a great Tells movie. the
3: story of a brilliant scientist who creates a machine where he can uh, teleport through I don't know what. Uh, they probably go into it more hardcore. Mm. But the shit that goes down in this movie along with a great story is... And kick-ass effects just make it so, so good. I think he Jeff Goldblum is just... He's gold-blooming so hard.
2: Oh, he gold-bloomed
3: it <laughs> he's so He's totally hard. blooming. He acts his and fucking ass it. off. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Uh-huh. He plays... Uh, if you didn't know... Okay, so we already said he, he creates... Jeff Bo- Goldblum plays uh, Seth Brundle, mm-hmm. uh, the scientist and he's trying to perfect his teleportation device. And accidentally, while, 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 while uh, trying it out, a housefly gets into the machine and fucks everything up, ends up splicing himself with a fly. I won't Spoilers. tell you. No, no, that's not a spoiler. You can <laughs> literally like read it in, uh, in, the, uh, in a synopsis. But what happens in between all of that is I, I think we're gonna just say bonkers a lot in this in this episode. But yeah. Like, oh, that
1: completely. Like I bonkers. said,
3: David Cronenberg is the king of body horror. If you know, Scanners or yep. Videodrome. Mm-hmm. Again, the 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 practical effects are just so gross out, and it's like, how can they do this? And he's like, there are parts where he's pulling off fingernails, and oh, just. Oh, it's so unsettling. If you it's really a treat, it's not a great date movie unless you are <laughs> both like super into horror fucking and warped. just weird shit, but it's <laughs> it's definitely, you know, like like uh, our I think our our lists are going to be very varied in, you know, they're not like absolute just like horror heavy or or just super super gore hounds, but it fucking holds up as a good just uh just the unnervingness of it. Yeah.
1: Oh like, mm-hmm. man, I can't remember the last time I even saw that film. Dude, I love it.
2: Yeah. As, I'm gonna as watch you it, can like, tell.
1: I'm gonna watch it like well, maybe later. I'm gonna watch Gold, it today, though. Oh, Very soon I'm gonna watch Gold
3: it. Goldblum is so good in that wow. movie. I mean, outside of Jurassic Park, I don't think that he's had a, a more fun role. Yeah. Where he just completely takes charge. So good. Gina Davis is good too. Also I good. think it gets a little uh just you know pushed aside because Gold bloom is so
2: fantastic, <laughs> so good, <laughs>
3: <laughs> so good. All right. I hope our listeners like these movies as much
1: as I like these movies. Uh, uh, well, and if
2: you haven't heard of them, you need to go watch them. Absolutely. Yeah, do it.
1: And we're gonna we're gonna repeat this entire list to you at the end here. Uh, let's see. It looks like a lot of people we just know. Grant uh, is spitting out some names already, but I won't drop his until everybody else has said theirs, so we don't we don't step on toes here. Sarah, it's up for you. Round two.
2: Okay. So, my next one, 1980 released Mm. by Stanley Kubrick. Oh! Oh, It is a classic.
1: Absolutely.
2: It's a. is one of the reasons why I'm terrified of hotels. It is The Shining. Oh, yeah. Boom. That's such a good Red one.
1: <laughs> I could talk about The Shining for literally four hours. Yes. You could talk about it with another
3: filmmaker who uh, made the movie uh, Room 237. Yeah. They did a two-hour documentary on just Amazing. conspiracy shit on this movie. It is a tremendous, tremendous uh, filmmaking on Stanley Kubrick's Absolutely. side. Um, who the fuck wrote The Shining? What, oh, was that, what, that was Stephen King, right? I believe yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah, it was. I don't. I don't think Stephen King likes this. No. I don't think he likes no, this I did, adaptation. I don't think that
2: he no. did.
1: I think there it. which a is lot a of, bummer. Yeah. It's yeah.
2: A...
3: And you know what? There's some parts of this that, for me, this movie, not scary. No. Not for me, not scary. What I think is is. is a tremendous effort in filmmaking, mm-hmm. and the story behind uh, the film almost, in, almost, is better for me than the actual movie <laughs> itself. Mm-hmm. With you know just the insanity that Jack Nicholson went through to portray the uh, the role. Jack, talk-
1: <laughs> my favorite my it's favorite, so quotable too my oh, favorite really is my little tidbit from that room mm-hmm. two thirty seven is that when Jack finally goes to his first day to actually take over as caretaker for the hotel mm-hmm. he's sitting there. In the lobby while everybody else is leaving. Everybody who works there, they're all packing their bags and getting out of there. And he's reading the magazine, waiting for the the current manager to come, like, escort him around and show him everything. Mm -hmm. And nobody would notice. You probably just wouldn't. There's so much happening. The, The hotel itself is so grandiose that, like, your eye is drawn to so many other things. Jack Jack is sitting there reading a Playgirl magazine. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yep. That's right. Like like it's no big yep. deal. Just reading Playgirl. You <laughs>
2: goddamn Wall Street Journal. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's where I get my best news. Right.
1: And he just puts it down on the table like it's been there forever and gets up and goes, "Yeah, let's go walk around." That's so amazing. I love that shit. There's there. a lot of good the good little stuff in there. A lot of stabs at the idea that the yep. moon landing was faked. Right. Yep. Uh so many good things. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Makes me uh, i me freaked out I about believe- twins. I believe that was the, <laughs> the last
3: film that Shelley Duvall ever made. It literally drove her mad. It did. It I made think
1: her completely it, yeah. nuts. I think uh, the, the, did, they, did she do that after she did Popeye? Oh,
3: shit. I thought Popeye was before. Probably. Hold on. We got to look. But Popeye the same man. <laughs> I remember uh, reading that Stanley Kubrick was such a bastard to her on, on set that it literally drove her. She was in tears all the time. Like when she is crying, on on camera on the film. Yeah. Like that is her just being completely terrified of the situation.
1: Is it possible that she did them simultaneously? Popeye released 1980.
3: Well, they could have filmed them like kind of like dropped them later. Yeah, could have filmed before and then dropped. Yeah. Amazing. I know that they it took like a year to film The Shining. Yeah. It it, it Stanley Kubrick is just. He's a fucking madman. Meticulous. Yeah. So meticulous. I mean, you can just tell in, in his, I'm going to do a film thing, mise en scene. Oh, oh
1: yeah. His, his
3: mise en scene is so good, though. Sorry. Boo, you Sorry, suck. everyone. Why don't you eat some bosgetti? <laughs> mise en scene, for all of you non film people, means everything that the filmmaker or the camera catches within its view.
1: I want to punch you right now. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. That was, no, that's a good one. Sorry, y'all. That's a good one. Um, All right, so I guess it's my turn, huh? Do it. All right, so, so far on our list, we've had The Exorcist, Silence of the Lambs, Dead Alive, also known as Brain Dead, The Fly, The Shining, and now, if you've never met me, I'd scream. I I know where this is going. If you've ever met me, ever, I talk about this film constantly. Anytime anybody's like, so about horror, and as soon as they start to say horror, I say this movie. Uh, 1981. Oh, Yep. Director Sam Raimi. It's on my list. Oh, yeah. It It was on my list, list too. It's my number three. It should be on everybody's (laughs) list. It's technically, I didn't put these in any specific order to me, but I did it just by year because I wanted to make sure I got them out there. Uh, 1981. My favorite movie of all time, The Evil Dead. The Evil Dead.
2: So good. It's fuck
1: with the bull. It's not only fuck with the bull. It's, ridiculously fuck with the ball. It's and so much fun. The there's some fa- tree rape. The fact, there's definitely, <laughs> oh, the poor girl. There's some tree oh, rape. <laughs> the fact that um, they managed to put that entire film together for $350,000. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, is just amazing.
3: It's guerrilla filmmaking. Totally guerrilla filmmaking. It's so, ugh. oh, it's so good. It's super Sam Raimi direct and wrote and produced. It's basically a student film. Yeah. yeah, his brother is in it and helped and helped work on it. Um, ho- Ash Bruce Campbell is just kind of in the. Oh, he's
2: such a fox in it too. I <laughs> would break his pelvis. He's, Sorry, honey.
3: No, no, it's cool. Durr. Like he's just—he's Bruce. He's—he's he's Ash. Yeah. He is all encompassing. Like you know, when I when I think of horror movies, like when I close my eyes, I just see a shadowy figure holding a chainsaw above his head.
1: And and he's just so stick. fucking badass. Yeah, he's the man. Uh, what do you want to say about the Evil Dead? Buddy? The original title of this, the original title of this movie was supposed to be Book of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they also almost called it These Bitches Are Witches,
2: <laughs> which is great.
1: <laughs> which is great. <laughs> which <great. Witches. laughs> um,
2: Two times I want to punch you tonight. Well, thank
1: you. <laughs> uh, during the scene where they're actually seen smoking dope, they're really smoking dope. Good. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Practical Bruce effects. Ca- practical <laughs> effects. That's right. Bruce Campbell doesn't smoke mids, y'all. No, oh, then you know he doesn't. Uh, mm-hmm. So while they're listening to the old recording of uh, the the father uh, who lived in the in the cabin, mm-hmm. uh, they were really token up, which is pretty Good. hilarious. Uh good. Also, I gotta shout out Tom Savini. Who Tom was, Savini. Like, oh, one so of my great. one of my heroes. Yep. Um and KNB. Yeah. Right?
3: Howard Berger. Um yep. and and those fellas. God, I
1: can forget their names. Oh god,
3: I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Nicotero. Um, yeah. they all helped out on uh, on doing the um all the
1: effects on their so true. it was like the beginning of it all really yeah. for those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh although, you know, Tom Savini, Savini though was Savini like the- was like he he got his start with the uh 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 wa- uh no, I keep wanting to say Walking Dead and I know that's not right. Mm. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. So original Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> Rest in peace George Romero. Um so uh I could talk about this movie for literally ever. I pulled up a website. Um Uh, Did you know that Sam Raimi puts a 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88 in all of his movies? I did not know that. I did not know that. I didn't either. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, What else? Uh, Stephen King wrote a magazine review of The Evil Dead 1982. He was so blown away by it uh, that he wrote a glowing review in the November 82 issue of Twilight Zone magazine. Cool. That's pretty awesome. That's really awesome. Um, Peter Jackson even cites The Evil Dead as one of his biggest influences.
3: I can, I totally see I that. that. Yeah. If you watch The Evil Dead and then watch Dead Alive and can't see the the relationship that those movies have, you're kind of dumb. <laughs> kind of dumb. Uh, in
1: 1985, censors in the UK banned The Evil Dead, turning it into one of the most infamous video nasties, quote unquote, low budget horror flicks deemed unsuitable for huh. most audiences by the huh. British Board of Film Censors of yeah. all time.
3: Man, there's some there's yes. a, there's some really good shit in there. It's For like, those of you that honor. don't know, <laughs> The Evil Dead, it goes like this: Ash, played by Bruce Campbell, is with some friends going through going on a hike. They're going to a cabin, and they get They're to this cabin. No. Yeah, they get to this cabin. Hey, find a recording. What's that recording? Oh, you know, it's just verses out of the Necronomicon, the book of the dead. And you know what happens with that ne- Necronomicon? Swallow they swallow your soul. That's right. It brings out <laughs> demons. Those demons want to possess you.
1: Taco Bell does the same thing, actually. You get fucked by Mostly. trees. <laughs> <laughs> you do get fucked by trees. Don't be a female in that film. It's now, not a good
3: now look. Now, on your, your, your screen there, you bring up another film, uh,
1: The Evil Dead 2, yeah. which is... Oh, God. So, I. if people ask me to fight these two together, I would just kill myself instead. Um, can't I,
3: they live next to each other I like feel in a like cul-de-sac
1: they <laughs> I, I think they could I feel like they should especially because if you ever saw Evil Dead 1 you'd realize that in Evil Dead 2 they retell the story yes and then, it, and then expand yes um,
2: what about it, the humor in it
1: it's so well so that's the other thing is that A Campbell goes through his whole slapstick bit which is just so, he's so good just amazing um, again acting his ass off yeah uh, but there's a lot of other like pretty funny characters in that and there's a lot of really weird characters in that, too. All the demons and such. Yeah. The um, girlfriends are always a little bit weird. Yeah. They didn't pluck that poor girl's unibrow when they did the <laughs> close-up of her. <laughs> <lifting> oh. his- <laughs> friends don't let friends have bad
2: <laughs> eyebrows.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you got somebody should do something about that. Um, uh, who's that? Hi Who, friends. Who's oh, where? I'm looking at comments right now, and somebody oh, okay. says, "I don't know what's going on, but hi friend to Sarah Marin." <laughs> yeah, that's
2: my friend Andrea from school. Oh, hi
1: Andrea from school. Oh, hi Andrea. I don't uh, think she's
2: really into horror films, but that's okay.
1: Right, well, it's not right. for everyone. It's not for everyone. No, we still have at least a solid four people watching, and three of them are cool. probably us. But we appreciate. No, it. I'm not watching. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> um, all right, so. Uh, I don't want to say anything more about Evil Dead Two. Is it on anybody's list? to nope. Jump no. right in. No. Nope, okay, just good. jump on it. All right. Good. So Evil jump Dead Two it. is the jam. Uh, my favorite reference in a movie called uh, uh, Oh God High Fidelity. Yeah. Is when he was like, Oh yeah, you remember that time we're sitting around talking about Evil Dead Two and how they were making Beretta shotgun ammo in the twenty-first <laughs> in the sixteenth thir- century? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, I fucking love you guys. That's uh, awesome. If we ever decide to have a movie day about movies that are not horror. Uh, high fidelity becomes it yeah, in my sure. top five. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so I just love. I swallow us As
3: I swallow your all.
1: Yeah, and they just like amazed. Like as the effects got better, they still kept them kind of corny. Oh yeah. Like yeah. they didn't want to take away too much. They had more. Much well, more so much at their green fingertips. goo. Yeah. If
3: you if you know Sam Raimi, which I know you know, but like he is a big schlock slapstick. Mm-hmm three Stooges fan. And right. he wanted to bring <laughs> in a lot of that like comedy <laughs> into his into his horror. Night so when you see him. like, you know, the an eye popping into somebody's mouth or you know <laughs> even his other movies like Drag Me to Hell, there's a lot of that. So good. Yeah. Dude, Drag Me to Hell fucking rules. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. just puking in her mouth. Oh, when we do contemporary <laughs> horror films, that might come up on one of my all, I feel all-time like that, favorites. It's, it's yeah. a and, one. Or like, you know, contemporary PG thirteen, because that
1: shit fucking got it. Mm. It yeah. didn't even need to be R-rated. True. <laughs> yep. It's true. Anyways, a diverging. It's funny to know that like you make a movie for 350 dollars uh-huh. and make part two at $3.5 million. And yeah. you're still able yeah. to keep them like so. They're very, very similar. Symbiotic. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, so, yeah, Evil Dead one and two. Fuck Army of totally. Darkness two. Watch them Army all. Army of Darkness is so fun. It's so oh, fun. It's so great. It just becomes like the wildest ride after <laughs> checking out the other two. But It's very silly. Uh, go sit down one day and watch all three. That Dope. is our, at the end of round two. Uh, the Exorcist, Silence of the Lambs, Dead Alive, The Fly, The Shining, and Evil Dead have made the list. Let's go one more each and see, and then we'll let you spit out then we went five. So. Okay. Okay. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> shit. Okay, so I have I have one more and then I got and then I'll do like an also rant. So okay. do runner is up or something. Okay. We're okay. going back to the seventies here, folks. Ooh. Oh. Okay. It's a B movie. Uh huh. That it fucking holds up and fuck the remake that came out a couple years ago because oh, I think I where we going. nobody even knows this where the fuck it list. went. But it's called I Spit on Your Grave. Yes! yes! Is it on your list?
1: No, it's not on my list. It's not know. on my list. Knew, Oh, shit. I just, knew, I just knew that's where you are going. Don't, it's so great. I don't. Spit on Your Grave.
3: 1978, uh, writer, director, Mir Zarchi? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Close. Mir Zarchi? It's but good enough. Anyways... I actually once played this film for uh, a female, uh, like a literature class, like a, a, a female writer's literature class. Oh God. As, you know, because they, they, they wanted to do female empowerment. Yeah. And I played this fucking movie for the class. Jesus. And then did a write up on it. How, did, how was that? Re- how was that? How was
2: it received? received yes.
3: I was, uh, there, no one was really happy with it.
2: There was not a lot of clapping. No,
3: no. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, yeah. it's, it's it's a revenge film. Yeah. Uh, so like the, the, the basis of it is, um, <laughs> hold on, I got notes. Camille Keaton plays Damn. Jennifer. <laughs> she is a young writer that uh, goes on a trip, I think it's to uh, upstate New York. She's trying to find a quiet place uh, to, to write, to find inspiration, and while she is out there, uh She is attacked and brutally raped and left for dead by a bunch of fucking rednecks truth and the rape scenes are fucking terrible like there is no cutting away it's it 's really really awful so be be very mindful with the people that you that you watch this with yeah, um without it's it 's really really upsetting. The second half of this movie fucking rolls. She you know, they they these these rednecks leave Jennifer for dead. Uh she comes back and she just murders everybody. I mean, sorry, there's no sorry spoilers, but she fucking murders everybody. I'm not gonna tell you fucking
2: dies. Everybody
3: dies. Uh not gonna tell you how everybody dies. Some of them are really, really great. Um but that that movie holds up for like, (laughs) you know, some B movie type of just like the oh I'm gonna get you. (laughs) Or like but oh, That's a good one, and it's so gory. That's like, but it's like, it's like kind of like like the schlocky gore, but it's like, oh, I know. That's such a. That's
1: such a. That's and it's upsetting. Your list is good.
3: The movie is so upsetting. It
1: is upsetting. It is upsetting. That's a. That was a tough one. That's one that like is so controversial that you. It's like you struggle to even like stick it in. But yeah, nicely done.
3: thank you. I spit on your grave. Yeah. I couldn't le- couldn't leave it off. Look
1: at how excited your wife is right now. She's like, I can't <laughs> wait excited. to do this. <laughs> I'm excited
2: because I'm staying in the 70s too. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah we're nice. taking a trip back to uh, 1974. Oh shit. I
1: think yeah. I know. It's I not think on my I know. list.
2: I think I know. Yeah.
1: Is on list? No, not, not, not on your your list. my list. No. I think I know. Not on my list.
2: <laughs> Toby Hooper, when Sally met Leatherface. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
3: purposely tech. let it. I purposely didn't put it on. Smart. Yeah.
2: The Texas Chainsaw Massacre bitches. <sighs>
3: yeah. Gotta love the classics. Oh yeah. Yeah. Again, again, I will say, it first time I watched it, didn't scare me, but creepy and unnerving and just like gross.
1: Like you feel gross. Right from you the get go. It literally takes a whole fourteen oh, seconds before you're totally weirded bad. out. It's
3: very creep it's very creepy.
1: Yeah. Very like creepy. The, from, very old and from, creepy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> From the, the van scene where the weirdos uh pick up uh the, the kids uh to the time that they get to the house. Yeah. Oh it's just why? Why? Just make ugh. another one <laughs>
1: another one with a really super low budget, hundred and forty thousand yeah. dollars to make that. Not that there was a whole lot that went into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Just but hanging it's, out uh, on a farm, watching people get fucked up.
3: Inspired yeah. by uh, the likes of uh, Ed Gein. It yes, was. Uh, it very much uh, Inspired by, um, who's another one of them creepy bastards? You know, the murdering the, an guys. An
1: actual creepy murderer? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Who Albert Fish, maybe? Hmm. Perhaps. Let's look.
2: Uh, but anyway. Ed Gein, was Texas Ted Bundy Ch- after?
3: No. Maybe during? I don't know.
1: Um, Not to be confused with Al Bundy. Is the dog dreaming in here? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> nightmares.
3: Dog nightmares. Dog mares. Um so in when they get inside of that house and you see like all the, the lamps and the skulls. Were those real? Those
1: those those skulls? Were they real skulls? That's a good question too. Hold on, let's see if we can find some facts.
2: And you know what? That movie never uh it never not freaks me out, you know? Like yeah. Agreed, because that shit could happen. The same thing with uh, Silence of the Lambs, just the concept of I am going to use a human skin to Mm -hmm. make either furniture or clothing. Mm -hmm. Like, that is something that's so taboo that goes to, like, the core that's everything fucked up that you could do in our Mm -hmm. society. Like, using another person to create something (laughs) that you can use. I just thought it really sounded funny.
3: (laughs) What? (laughs) When they're at the dinner table and they're trying to hand Grandpa the hammer. Get her, Grandpa, get <laughs> and he just her! Dropping and he's it. trying to murder her, but he doesn't have enough strength to he's kill her.
1: He's just a grandpa. What's he <laughs> supposed on, to do? Grandpa, get her! <laughs> oh my God, I found some really weird facts about this movie. Leatherface is allegedly based on a real person that Hooper knew. I'm not oh. surprised. That's creepy. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was not the original title. It was called Head Cheese. <laughs>
3: Head oh, yeah, cheese. I knew that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I knew that, yeah. Don't
1: you don't like head cheese? I love you? head cheese. Oh, head uh, cheese is delicious. It is, however, not the true story. dip cheese. Um, uh, Gunnar Hansen was not the original Leatherface. Oh. Who knew? Mm. Who knew? Who knew? But they, yeah, somebody else did it. Uh, what else? Leatherface was inspired by real mental patients. Not surprised? Um, anybody listed here? No specific names, but real mental. Toby Hooper really wanted a PG rating. How could you get that? The movie is so upsetting. Yeah. Good luck, homie. Yeah. Well,
2: this was also 1974.
1: True, oh. true. The narrator is a young John Larroquette. Oh, oh. interesting. Well, what
2: does you
1: know? The shoot was harrowing. <laughs> produced on a budget. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> the, produced on a budget of sixty thousand ra- mm-hmm. ra- dollars, raised by somebody. Blah blah blah, and then I guess somebody tossed in the extra hundo.
3: You know, I, I, f- I frequently put on uh, this movie. Yeah. Just in the background, especially when having like parties and stuff like that. Agreed. It's just a good kind of background and people will sit down. As a, the first time I ever got my brother Alex to watch this movie. Because my brother Alex is definitely not a horror guy. He is He's not. a little wimp.
2: He doesn't even watch Stranger Things.
3: <laughs> but like I got, I got him to actually watch this movie while we had it on in the background. He's like, oh. oh, what's that? Like oh it's you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like oh
1: no way. So if you've seen this movie, you know that uh, as part of the group that finds themselves at the ha- at the mercy of Leatherface, uh, they had Brother Franklin, who was his the oh, guy yeah. in the wheelchair yeah. who was madly annoying the entire <laughs> time. Apparently, he decided to go with a method style of acting, and the entire oh. cast hated him the entire oh. fucking time they were. Like working the guy that
3: gets the- his hand cut by the, yeah. the crazy. guy <laughs> This yeah, it's so, uh, so
1: good, so awesome. So cute. I
3: want him to cut him more.
1: <laughs> I can oh, so do this weird. forever. I've got 30 of these, but we won't do that. We could go look up all that stuff and make sure if you haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre already, you have to go do that. Yeah, or come over to our house and we'll make you watch it. Oh, also true, unless you're out of town. Um, let's see. Uh, Mr. Nick have. Noble, do you have a third? Movie? What's I do, your last one? I do. My last one. Is also 1981, but oh, yeah, not on uh-huh. my list, not on your list. Uh, director John Landis, love that man, yeah. Uh, they released this August 21st, of 1981. Screenplay also by John Landis. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The movie is called An American Werewolf in London. Such that is a good, classic. Movie. It's such a good movie. A, that wolf transformation scene is I was just thinking so about that, amazing for its time, like is- Super good. It is terrifying. It's really... Oh, it's grotesque. But it's also... It is. And, you know, the entire movie has, like, these amazing moments of really gory combined with really comical scenes. Mm -hmm. And it's just beautiful the whole time. And uh, the guys... um, Apparently, it got uh, an Academy Award for Best Makeup and Hairstyling, obviously, for that exact same scene. Nice. is pretty amazing for a horror movie in 81. Yeah. Um, So, an amazing film. Also, go check that out as well. It gets 88% likes on Google users. Oh, wow. Yeah. Those, the other, uh, not enough, not enough. The other 12% of you are stupid, but not <laughs> everybody can like everything. We get that. I get it. Um, so that would be my third and I don't have to put in a ton of extra info on that cause it's fucking awesome. If you haven't seen it, you just didn't watch daytime television when you were sick <laughs> one day <laughs> cause uh, they've, they've edited that for television a million times over.
3: I don't know if it's good for kids.
1: Uh, I, I mean, if I was a parent, I think all of these are good for kids. <laughs> Stop being such a baby. It's a damn film. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Just grow up, kid. <laughs> Life's <laughs> tough. <laughs> 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 Get <laughs> over it. When I was a boy, we ate wool coats and we were happy. And we watched werewolf movies. And Walked we, uphill to school both ways.
2: We <laughs> had <laughs> lamps made out of humans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, That's oh, cute. Okay. Christmas list. All right, so everybody got three in. You've got runner-ups, though. And they're yeah. not even like they're not not the Well, that I have
2: this. I have a bonus.
1: Oh, I have a, a bonus classic too. bonus. Okay, classic bonus. Either Go with have your you classic te- bonus fire.
2: Okay, okay, classic bonus. Nineteen eighty four. Mm? Wes Craven. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 This is a classic. Is Nightmare it? on Elm Street. Nightmare yes. on Elm Street. Yeah. That damn old Elm Street. That Elm Street was
3: fucking awesome. awesome. Yep. So what awesome. else? What do you What do you say about a movie like that? Robert Englund, goddamn, he was he's
2: fantastic. A- he he <coughs> may be Excuse one of me. the reasons why I had such bad night terrors growing up. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: it was damn good. Um, I so I only have one problem with the Elm Street. Okay, really the entire What's franchise your problem, bitch?
2: Suck, suck to me.
1: God, if that uh, I can't I can't remember her name, so I'm looking it up super fast. Uh oh, the girl in it. Oh my God, Heather Langenkamp. Name. Yep. yep. Is by far the worst actress I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, she sucks. She's (laughs) awful. Really? Oh, so her delivery is hideous, especially when she's upset. It's so bad. Really? Uh... Yeah doesn't ruin yeah. the movie but for you know me. What? I still fucking love the movie.
2: I like seeing Johnny Depp die in the movie. I movies. was going to say. <laughs>
1: Johnny Depp. A very young... That's a great Johnny Depp Pre-21 uh, Jump Street Johnny Depp. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nobody even remembers 21 Jump Street. Oh, yeah. I'm well, so I didn't old. watch it, but I know it. <laughs> I'm
2: owed.
1: <laughs> we had to crank our TV to turn it on. Um,
3: yeah. Everything about Nightmare on Elm Street, definitely. That's definitely one of my go-tos. Oh, yeah. Like... When I want to put on a movie to just have on the background, yep, I love having that movie on in the background. It's,
2: it's all reliable.
3: Yep,
1: I already know what's on your extras. Yep, I do not. <laughs> of I do, you do not. I'm very no? excited to hear it. Oh yeah. su- man, really he didn't su- share his list with I'm me. I'm really surprised that we didn't hear it earlier. Well, because it's like, it's, oh,
2: I know one.
1: It's yeah.
3: kind of yeah. Yeah. my favorite. Yeah. yeah, It's kind of like my my Saving go. Saving the best it's definitely for Definitely my go-to. Go- yeah.
2: Mad Dog, are you gonna Every- spill the beans?
3: Yeah, every everything on this on my list is not not definitive cuz you know shit can be changed around and Absolutely. whatever. Absolutely. But some of the most memorable scenes, quotable, um just straight up odd, sometimes scary, mm. always badass. I'm talking about 1987. Talking about Clive Barker's Hellraiser.
2: Oh, it's so good. Talking about the
3: Marshawn's box.
1: It's so awesome. Talking
3: about Dick Frank. Frank's a dick. (laughs) He opens up that Marshawn's box. You know what? (laughs) You know what's in that Marshawn's box? Hmm. Cenobites.
2: Goddamn (laughs) Cenobites.
3: You know, his name is Chatter. His, His actual name is Chatter. Like his character name is Chatter. Yeah. Played by Nicholas Vince.
1: Notes would anybody even recognize Nicholas Vince after that? Probably like, not. I don't Did you know? No. No. no way.
3: Butterball, butterball is also one of the Cenobites.
2: Oh, yeah,
1: really?
3: Yep, his the fat one, the real fat one.
1: Oh, Nicholas Vince. Would I even? I, he doesn't even come up. It's trying to give me Nicholas Vincent. Oh, no, but anyway, no, I don't. Even a know gentleman that by the always. name of
3: Simon Bamford played pinhead.
1: Yeah, I'll we will tear your soul pot <laughs> holy suffering shit will be a legendary oh man oh yes. yeah yeah uh, so
3: anyways frank opens the marshall's box uh he gets torn apart his soul gets torn apart and then his uh his brother and uh and uh his wife uh move into frank's old house yep and they uh frank uh, gets out of the marshall's box and tries to bring his soul back together by, you know, killing a bunch of people. Anyways, uh, visually stunning. Oh, the the story is fucking fun. Uh, some great murder. Uh, the the makeup effects. There was eighteen people uh, on their makeup effects uh, 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 team that put everything together. Um, not a lot to say about it, but just a good romp. It's it's perfect. It's so fucking eighties. It is. Yeah. It From is. the hairstyles to just the 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 way that everything is within uh, the film, it's just so much damn fun.
1: And I think that we're gonna revisit eighties as a as a horror genre as a whole. Like we're gonna come back and do like everybody's top three favorite eighties movies. Go by, let's
3: do the decades, man. Yeah, we, there's some good, good shit in there.
1: It's a good idea. So we Absolutely, got, we've definitely got more to come on that. Uh, ooh, Sassy. Um, yeah, gross.
3: Oh, I'm glad to hear that I'm cool. Uh, You're so, so
1: cool, so <laughs> so awesome. Um, all right, so good list. Did you have one more? No, no, that's okay, it, good. man. That's a solid ending. That's then. it. Awesome, folks. We love Hellraiser. <laughs> who knew we were going to hit an hour on our first episode? Woo Had a lot so to say. So good at talking to each other. Had a lot to say. We Really did, uh, folks. Hopefully, you enjoyed the Dread Podcast for the first episode. As as always, we we knew that when we started our first episode of Ghost Riot Radio that. Things kind of just sort of had a light format, and we were just going to talk until we decided to stop, and pretty soon a format took hold. So we will most likely, by episode 10 or 12, be on some sort of format here. But until then, if you have suggestions, comments, concerns, mm-hmm. hit us up, put them in the comments here, or send us an email, dreadpodcastgmail.com.
3: I got a quick question. Yes, sir. Was there anything good in the comments?
1: Uh, oh, it's a good question. Did Let's anybody add any movies so in we the comments? Saw, we saw a lot of Grant. Oh, uh, which who, he says he's always got some Cannibal good answers. holocaust. I didn't put it on, I almost put it on. Yeah, yeah. and we're gonna almost have to come, put it on. we're definitely gonna have to come back and do a zombie day one day, too, just to kind of go nuts yep. with that, too. Um, not first horror movie, I saw The Exorcist around year 11. Uh, I remember freaking out the other kids talking about it at school. Boo, boo, boo. What else he says? I think Hellraiser was his first. Uh, just more side note. Can handle Holocaust. Uh, Jody says Babadook and Twenty Eight Days Later are a must see. I agree, although I wouldn't say they can. They are considered the test of time. Not yet. right now. Twenty Eight Days not Later yet. especially can, is like still. We too can do new.
3: contemporary horror. Yeah, that's not this
1: episode. But thank True. you for
3: chiming in, Jody. Amazing,
1: amazing. Uh, Grant says Alien scared the fuck out of me as a that's kid. That's another good one. Yeah. Yeah. Like Alien or Aliens. Mm. Alien. Yeah. He, okay, he aliens. Non-plural. Good. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay um what else we got kristen elliott is uh talking about stanley kubrick was really mean to Shelley duvall yeah we mentioned yep. that too yep he was a dick um <laughs> the strangers was the scariest movie to me home invasion is my worst fear and those masks Ugh. we also, could do home invasion also um, contemporary yeah, but um, we um, but um, yes um, absolutely up, up, up. uh and then no that was it that's everybody so cool uh, not a lot of horror buffs <laughs> tonight but that's okay right. yeah we had a good time anyhow um What do we have coming up here? So we're going to do this again in, what, two weeks? So every other Monday. Yes, sir. We'll be coming back. I don't even know what day today is. That day will be December the 11th. December 11th, we're going to come back and do this all over again. Um, So be looking out for that. Again, if you have some suggestions or you'd like to even be on the show, we can allow that too. So we are still a podcast, but we do stream this live on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Dread Podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also catch us... It won't be out today because I have to start a new account. So tomorrow you can get that podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, also at the Dread Podcast. Uh, And if you would like to... uh, You can follow us on Instagram at the Dread Podcast. That's right. Uh, Did I do anything else yet? Oh, I think I even did a Twitter. Cool. At the Dread Podcast. So it's everywhere. We've got it all. Uh, If your house is haunted... Invite us over. Yeah. We'll do a show. Absolutely. Uh, And if you just like have, you're a horror writer and you want to promote yourself or you. Are a creepy artist who does funky things, let us know. You're just not that creepy, but you're kind of cool and you want to be on the show. Let us know all <laughs> that, too. We're more than happy to have you. If you're a
3: super normal, come on the show. Whatever.
1: Yeah. Ugh. It sounds creepy. <laughs> <It> sounds creepy. <laughs> Very old and creepy. Oh. A Christian. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor so, guy. <laughs> uh, I think they're Christians. I think. <laughs> which is definitely not what we need in this house. <laughs> uh, folks, thank you again. We appreciate it. Thanks to Mad Dog and Sarah for Thanks for having me. kick out episode one. You guys are the show. I'm not having you anymore. I can't do it without you. I can't do it without you. Folks, thank you again for checking out the Dread Podcast. I don't even have cool outros yet or anything, so we'll get those all figured out at some point.
3: Don't, 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 don't,
1: don't. Don't, 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 don't. I'll tell you what. Shame on you, Jess Cox, for not tuning in. Shame on you. But Jess I did. Okay. Anyway, so uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> on that note, we're going to take off today, folks. Thanks again goodbye. for checking us out. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to leave you with our favorite song currently. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen yes. what we do in the shadows, make sure you go <laughs> it's check it out. Also, what
2: we've been quoting this whole time, <laughs> literally
1: the whole time. And if you heard any of the sound bites, that's what we were doing. Uh, so just check that out. And if you haven't heard it or seen it yet, you can check it out on Amazon Prime for free. So get yourself Am- an Amazon Prime account and check it, it out. Uh, this is the vamp song from what we do <laughs> in the shadows. Y'all have a good night. Do something creepy to somebody. It's a good idea. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Later. sticks. <laughs>